So yeah, you'll know by my accent that I'm not Canadian. Originally born in Northern Ireland, I graduated from the Whitfield College of the Bible in 2018, received a call from Prince George Free Presbyterian Church in uh, September 2018, and my wife and myself moved across then in December of that year to pastor the church. It's been a bit of a whirlwind uh, ever since that time, uh, but the Lord, we've been pleased to be spectators as to what God has done in our little flock and in our congregations. We're very thankful for that. But whenever I got the email to speak today, the text that immediately came to my mind and was really imprinted upon my heart was Acts chapter 6 and the verse number 5. So I'll ask you to turn there, Acts chapter 6 and the verse number 5. And there's just one little phrase in that verse of Scripture that I want to focus on today. So Acts chapter 6 and the verse 5, the word of God says, And they chose Stephen, a man full of faith and of the Holy Ghost. A man full of faith and of the Holy Ghost. Let's just pray briefly and ask the Lord for his blessing upon his word. Father in heaven, as we gather from all different corners of the world, Lord, under the banner of the Lord Jesus Christ, we ask that you would take thy word, which is our common language, which is, O Lord, our common bond. And Father, I pray that you would imprint it upon our hearts this day. Give us power, for we ask it for Christ's sake. Amen. Amen. The statement concerning the testimony of Stephen in the verse of scripture that we just read includes what I believe are two essential ingredients ingredients for effectual prayer. They are faith and the Holy Ghost. Now, every Christian possesses a measure of faith and of the Holy Ghost. We receive that when we are born again. But I think we would acknowledge today that really we're not of the same caliber as of Stephen and the life that he lived. So what was the difference then? If we have faith and he had faith, If we had the Spirit of God and he had the Spirit of God, what makes the difference between the two lives? Well, I want you to see today the adjective that's used concerning his faith and the Spirit of God. Notice it says there that he was full of faith and full of the Holy Ghost. He was full of faith and full of the Holy Ghost. And that adjective full is actually used three times in the very short account of Stephen's life. Uh, verse 5 here, verse 8 here of chapter 6, and then also chapter 7 and the verse number 55. And that really is the difference between those who live and pray effectively and for those who merely get by. Are we full of faith? Do we just have faith, a little faith? Are we full of it? And are we full of the Holy Ghost? I want to just take those two statements as really uh, my two points today. First of all, let's examine what it is to be full of faith. And I believe one of the most helpful ways to to do that is to actually compare uh, with little faith. If you look in Matthew's Gospel, chapter 14, Matthew's Gospel, chapter 14, we know the familiar story there, how the Lord Jesus Christ has walked in the water to see his disciples. Um, Peter speaks to the Lord and says, can I come to you upon the water? Lord Jesus Christ invites him to come. Peter steps out of the boat. He begins to walk and he begins to sink then. 
And whenever the Lord Jesus Christ rescues him, brings him back to the boat, he says, O thou of little faith, wherefore didst thou doubt? And so we look at Peter, one who is described here at this time in his Christian experience as one who has little faith. And then we look at Stephen, a man who was full of faith. And it, it teaches us that it's possible for us as Christians to possess different measures of the fullness and of the blessing of the Spirit of God. It's possible for us at times to have little faith, but it's possible for us as well also to be full of faith. Now, this little faith was not of no value at all. Peter was still able to walk um, for a short distance upon the water, but it's as soon as he began to look at the circumstances around about him that his faith failed. He did not have faith sufficient to, 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 uh, in Christ to continue the walk. You compare that again with Stephen. And I love the story of Stephen where it just records a little snippet of his life, how he's boldly proclaiming the word of God. He has these three different groups of, of the Jews from different synagogues that come uh, and try to confound him and attack him. And he's just fen or defending the word of God time and time and time again. I'm clearly expounding that Jesus Christ is the Messiah and all the different prophecies that Christ had said. And then they take him, they bring him in to judge him. He delivers this, just this wonderful sermon of the history of God's redemptive plan. And then he turns it in his application and he directs it right at the men in the Sanhedrin. And he says, you've crucified the Holy One. You've rejected God's prophet. And this is a man that is just full of faith. In the midst then of his martyrdom, he just has this calm, quiet resolve. The face of an angel. He looks up to heaven and sees the Lord Jesus Christ at the right hand of God. And he just has this calm resolve. He's not like Peter, who gets troubled and overthrown by the circumstances around about him that he looks at. He is a man who is full of faith, firmly rooted in Christ, and he believes. He fully believes. But we also think then something of our need for faith. Why is faith so necessary? Well, that familiar verse in Hebrews 11, verse 6, without faith, it's impossible to please him. For he that comes to God must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. It's faith that lays hold of the promises of God in prayer. The promises of God for blessing, the promises of God for revival, the promises of God for an awakening, the promises of God that he'll move by his spirit in our churches and in our homes and in the lives of our children. It's, it's, that, it's, it's those promises that faith lays a hold of. And we need full faith to fully lay hold of those promises and to receive those promises in their fullness. I pray that there would be an examination of our hearts today. As we think about that, are we full of faith? Or, or do we have little faith? I think all of us would acknowledge there's, there's room for more faith. There's room for greater faith. But then also, uh, we see Stephen here was full of the Holy Ghost. And I should say that that word full, it speaks about basically like you're filling up a cup and it's full to the brim. You can't put any more in. It's at its max capacity. That's what the word full means here. And so there's something of a great wonder here where he's described as a man full of the Holy Ghost, completely under the Spirit's control, 
completely under the Spirit's influence, completely being enabled and endued with divine unction and divine power. And we again compare that to the disciples in Mark chapter 9 and verse number 29. It says in that portion of scripture that this kind comes forth by nothing but by prayer and fasting. The background to that is the Lord Jesus Christ was coming down from the mountain. His disciples were performing miracles. They brought in a child that had been possessed with a demon right from its birth. It was a very difficult situation. It was a demonic force and power that they had never dealt with to that extent before, and they couldn't deliver the child. They could do these other miracles. They could do these other deliverances, but not that particular circumstance. And the Lord Jesus Christ said, this kind, this kind of demonic strength, this this kind of power, it takes greater unction. It takes a greater endowment of the Spirit of God. And so we remind ourselves here again of the weakness of the disciples. They needed greater unction, greater power. But then we look at Stephen, and it says there in Acts chapter 6 and the verse number 8, he was full of faith and power and did great wonders and miracles among the people. He was a man at that time doing miracles, great works among the people of God. Uh, you, You even read about how he was able to, in verse number 9, dispute or to debate with the various people that came against him. And is that not our longing today, that that we would be like that, full of the Holy Ghost, to its max capacity, full of faith, to to overflowing, and that we would not be hindered in in our mere Christian experience by little faith and our lack of power, but that we would pray like the disciples, Lord, increase our faith. Luke 17, verse 5. Or like Elisha, who prayed in 2 Kings, Lord, give me a double portion of thy spirit. May that be our earnest prayer today, that as we come to pray, that we would take up those prayers. Lord, increase our faith. Lord, give us a double portion of thy spirit. I'll leave you with just one verse of the hymn writer who wrote, Have thine own way, Lord, have thine own way. Hold o'er my being absolute sway. Fill with thy spirit till all shall see Christ only always living in me. May that be our earnest prayer today as we seek the Lord. Thank you.